Hello and welcome to Where the Living Room Used to Be, a podcast about Rhode Island's music scene. All right, five with Matt O'Brien. Yes. What is or was your favorite Rhode Island record store and why? Huh, well, um, I've only been here for seven years, so forgive me if I'm leaving anybody out. But, um, I mean, Armageddon mm-hmm. has just had the closest, uh, the closest variety to pick from that mm-hmm. I actually listen to. Um, and also, um, uh, man, uh, what is it? Uh, music library, music, yeah, music research library, music research library down in Onlyville. Um, I worked on a couple of buildings down there and also had a practice space right, right there too for a while. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I've, I've frequented there for a while. Um, they've got a lot more of the, uh, the jazzy yeah, yeah. and blues and soulful stuff and R&B and hip hop that, that I listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, uh, my homie, Josh Marcy, who runs uh, riotous outburst records. Mm-hmm. Um, his distro co- collection is like untouchable. <laughs> um, and living living with him for a while and just getting to sift through like yeah. thousands of records of bands that like I may or may not have heard of that really just like pushed me in a lot of a lot of directions that I might not have um, known about prior. Um, let's see. Also, Tor Johnson. Of course, yeah. Um, Tor Johnson Records, is great. He's got a amazing distro, amazing collection. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also put out so many incredible things, especially yeah. local bands. Well, like from him, he ran Cathartic Records for a while. Oh, cool! And uh, so his basement is actually set up like a record store for his distro. Amazing. Like he has like the record bins and you can flip through it. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Shout out to Paul for, uh, hell yeah. Awesome. Shout out to Paul. He also did a run of shirts for us. Um, for passion play, he printed, um, some of our first EPs artwork yeah, and, cool. uh, did a really great job with that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's also great to, like say these things and know that I'm homies with like all mm-hmm. these people too. You yeah. know, it's just such a tight knit community out yeah. here. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite drink that's tied to the States? <laughs> water. Water. <laughs> Pawtucket water. Pawtucket water. <laughs> uh, no, Poland Spring. Yeah. Um, that's Maine, dude. <laughs> I, I thought it was Poland. <laughs> Fuck. Um, no, but, uh, oh, man, you know, I, I love Revival. Yep. Uh, Revival's great. Um, I worked there for a while, so I might be a little bit biased. Um, I'm sorry, Narragansett, but your shit gives me really bad hangovers every time. <laughs> if I drink 
three beers and one of them is a Narragansett, guaranteed I'm going to have a horrible hangover the next day. Um, <laughs> if, uh, yeah, but for the most part, I drink like Miller Lite, you know. <laughs> um, I, I drank way too many IPAs being involved in the beer scene yeah. after working uh, at Revival that I've kind of like, my palate has come full circle and now I just drink light beers, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, That's cool. Yeah, there's there's that. Yeah. Uh, Dell's is, is pretty good, although I don't love the chunks and I know that a lot of people are going to uh, yeah. roast me about that. Yeah. I don't love the chunks, but I love me a refreshing... Frozen lemonade. Frozen lemonade. Cool. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is your favorite place in Rhode Island? Ooh. My favorite place in Rhode like is, Island. Is there a place that you like to hang out or like a, a destination for you when you're not doing all that you're doing? Is there... Uh, you know, so Lincoln Woods. Yeah. Very close by to me. Um, also just like, uh, it's just, uh, a nice little sweet woodsy break from reality with the city so close by, even yeah, though it's, it's like 10 minutes away, 10, yeah, 15, yeah. even though it's not a big city or anything, mm-hmm. uh, but it's still just nice to check back into nature. Mm-hmm. Um, the desert right off of exit six. Um, oh, okay. That yeah. man-made desert down yeah. there is a pretty surreal spot to visit. I've actually never been there, but yeah, uh, it's it's worth it. It's like sand dunes that mm-hmm. are all man-made. That like for a second while you're out there, like it almost feels like you're somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and then of course, like Jamestown is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, just with. Uh, the different uh the different state parks there yeah um but for the most part i hope that um what is it a quidneck island mm-hmm. uh, for the most part i hope that that falls into the ocean <laughs> um and uh also there's um tons of fucking Tons of hillbillies and uh, a lot of the nice woodsy burrows in in Rhode Island that I don't care for. Yeah. Um, so y'all can go fucking crawl in a hole somewhere. Um, <laughs> but Providence, Pawtucket, I fucking love Pawtucket so much. It's so, I'm not... I'm not going to make any fucking colonizer statements about how everybody should come here and, and check it out. But um, just like the culture that has existed here forever, yeah, that has been slept on, and the amount of musicians that are here that are called like Providence musicians that are you from, know, Pawtucket. Yeah. Are from Pawtucket and yeah. still reside in Pawtucket and mm-hmm. stuff, stuff like that. Um, I mean, Pawtucket just has such a vast uh, uh, selection of mm-hmm. artists of well, all different been, realms. Like a super supportive to the art scene, they were like the—I f- believe they were the first city to have an arts district. Absolutely, know, so 
um, yeah, for, for years and years, mm -hmm. they just really uh, wanted to foster that and yep. do the, the value of supporting the arts. So Yep. My buddy uh, Isaac over at Amma's Variety right here. Mm -hmm. um, he's part of the art commission too. Oh, okay. Um, so it's just like, just this neighborhood is great for, I mean, the support is unreal around here. Yeah. Um, I don't love... The Hope Artiste Village. <laughs> yeah, well, they're like a huge uh, corporate uh, yeah. side of it now too, you know, so. Yeah, um, I, I think uh, the difference between artists and artistes and oh. artists village <laughs> is very apparent. Yeah. Um, I think uh, it's, it's, it's not art. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a different thing. Yeah, it's. I know, mean, there's um, definitely plenty of people with talent over there, mm -hmm. but it's mostly like Etsy shop kind of stuff and yeah. and trinkets and and bullshit that I mm -hmm. don't care about. Mm -hmm. There's like a violin guy over there that's cool. He makes like custom violins yeah, and cellos and stuff. Yeah. I respect the hell out yeah. of that. Morgan Eve Swain from Brownbird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With him and but my God, the paintings of seashells and oh, shit. <laughs> like we're in yeah. fucking Pawtucket. There's no goddamn seashells over here, you <laughs> yeah. know? Well, again, it's a different thing. And I do have to say, I mean, they've, it's changed. I'm a, a board member of the Rhode Island Music Hall of Fame, which our space is in there. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, but yeah, like The exhibit absolutely. space there, and they've and been I've, very supportive. I've of read all those. I've read all the oh, plaques yeah, yeah. on the walls yeah. and everything. There's definitely, like, I mean, in the Met, too. The Met yeah. is incredible. It's a great space. But I've seen a lot of different really... thing than what you're doing or what other, um, uh, like, spaces are, are doing here in, in Pawtucket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really yeah. hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, Jesus, James, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope I don't get any fucking hate for this. Um, no, just, yeah. it's just, and yeah, just it's different Also, things, like, you know? the, also, um, you know, Pawtucket has such a huge Cape Verdean community, too. Yeah. And um, it's just, I mean, we just had Culture Fest this past weekend. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just so... So cool that endless, endless, endless amounts of just different kinds of art that you would never be exposed to mm -hmm. unless you were able to immerse yourself here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. What is your favorite Rhode Island pizza? Uh, man, somebody, somebody might hate me over this. I don't know. Uh, let's see. I'll, I'll rank, I'll rank like Fellini's, Nice Slice, and Pizza J all at a tie. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know many like other places. Style, I know that there's like Arcadia Pizza or um, that a friend of mine works at down yeah. in South County or closer to South County. Uh, they've got great pizza, but really... Um, I was spoiled growing up in uh, growing up in Connecticut. I was spoiled, yeah, um, and had like New Haven style pizza. I, I absolutely love New Haven style. Me too. Like I, I, and, I'd still, when I leave for tour, even when I take trips, I would uh, call in to a pizza place. Like exactly. 15 minutes outside of New Haven and yep. make the band get off. Yep. Uh, it was a place called East Rock Pizza. Absolutely. Um, uh, like off of like Orange Ave in New Haven or whatever. And uh, 
yeah, I would make it a point. The guy's like, why are we doing this? I was like, dude, because we're neat. This is like the, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> so I will say that. I'm, sh- I'm sure I'm going to get some shit that I'd like talking about, you know, Connecticut pizza here, but yep. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to make a special shout out to, uh, <laughs> to Nice Slice here. Just, uh, uh, during COVID, uh, Nice Slice or, <laughs> I'm saying it as if COVID is fucking over. It's not. No, it's not. It's far from it. But uh, during like the height of COVID where, I mean, just it felt like the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Um, There was, um, there was that uh, uh, protest for um, uh, that kid, uh, Gonzalves, that um, he got run off yep, the street on, the on yeah. a moped yeah. uh, by the police officer. Mm-hmm. So we, um, uh, basically, long story short, we stopped into Nice Slice, <laughs> trying <Wow>. to. <laughs> I'm telling the story. I'm telling it. Uh, I stopped in a Nice Slice with with Brianna, trying to uh, get a slice of pizza and get away from the chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, as shit was hitting the fan. Okay. And uh, they weren't serving slices because of, uh, because of uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. And so we turned right back around and walked out the door and uh, got caught up in, like, the worst part of the fucking, of the protest. Wow. And, like, not to say that we, we weren't trying to be involved, but, like, genuinely we were hungry. And trying to get food. And we're like, well, this is getting pretty damn dark, you know? Yeah. And um, so as we're walking back out, like shit is hitting the fan right in front of us. And um, I ended up getting arrested and the shit, the living shit kicked out of me by fucking cops Right outside an ice slice. <laughs> Moments after walking out of there, after trying to get a slice of fucking pizza. And, um, yeah. So, I hope people from Nice Slice are listening. Uh, if you served uh, slices during COVID, I would not have gone to jail and would not have gotten the shit kicked out of me by cops. Wow. Um, I feel like they owe you a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or something, or a slice, you know? He only got a slice. I've gone in there Jeez. since. I yeah. went in there the next day, like, after I got out of jail. I was like, do you have any cameras on the outside of the building? Please. Because, um, yeah. So, were you, I don't know, you don't need to get into it, but were you doing anything, or were you just part of the protest, and you just were, like, we're I taking was, this dude out, and so I just beat the shit out of him? Like, what the fuck is that? I may... Uh, I may or may not have been part of the initial march um, that led up to the uh, public safety complex. Safety, quote, quote, yeah, quote. Yeah, yeah. At least safe about it, safe thing about it is the fire department there. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So after getting on a nice slice, um, shit was hitting the fan, and I opened my phone and started filming mm-hmm. the cops were pushing everybody back in a wave from the safety complex there. And, um, 
I had picked up on these cops like pushing this group of this group of kids like from behind. Okay. And so I was like mostly focusing on that. And then uh, I actually like have the video and everything. I just showed it to my brother. Um, this officer like from across the street ran diagonal and like blindsided this kid that was right in front of me, right in frame. Yeah. And so I was like, holy shit. And I, I like started filming as that was happening. And the officer saw me filming and straight up goes, oh, you want to start throwing punches? And I like, I was taken back by it. I like didn't do fucking anything. And he charged me, ripped my phone out of my hands, fucking threw me out into the street. I think he was trying to do that so he could arrest me for being on the street oh, in that okay. time. And as I tried to make my way back onto the sidewalk, he cocked his uh, baton back as like super far and went as hard as he could at my face with his baton. And I put my arm up and blocked it and got like a fucking softball on my forearm Whoa. from that. And then he threw me to the ground, zip tied me behind my back and then he and about six other police officers just sat there stomping me and punching me and they beat the shit out of me while I was face down, zip tied on the ground. Another officer picked me up by the shirt, by the collar, and just the whole way to the van was punching me in the face, holding onto my shirt, still well zip tied. Mm -hmm. Threw me in the van with a bunch of other people that they beat the shit out of. Um, another kid had a seizure in the back of the van and went totally unconscious we uh, and totally unresponsive. Uh, we tried to get him help. They wouldn't listen to us. And then for about the next hour, they drove around the city, flooring it, stomping on brakes to bash us around in the back of the van and taking hard corners and just bashing us back and forth in the back of the van with this essentially lifeless kid in the back of the van. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we all went to jail for about 20 hours. Um, they didn't allow us phone calls. They didn't give us food. My, uh, personal cell didn't have toilet paper in it. And then they transferred us to the courthouse and put about eight of us in, uh, like six by six cell during COVID. Nobody had masks. They refused to give us masks. Uh, also, no toilet paper in that cell either. The best thing about it, though, which I wish I had my fucking phone for, is carved into the floor in the jail cell was whoop whoop ICP. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so some juggalo before, yeah. before us uh, was in that cell. Um, and then, uh, man, I mean, I'm going to go off on a small tangent here, but just about how they mistreated us. Um, the whole time, and this is going to get a little bit graphic, but like in intake at the safety complex, they, uh, were calling, dropping the F-bomb, like the slur, uh, calling us all pussies, calling us all cunts, like just provoking us. And I watched this kid who had his hands, uh, cuffed behind his back, get pulled out of his cell for an officer to scream in his face and go... I know you want to hit me. I know you want to hit me, F word. 
And the kid was like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm cuffed. And, and the whole time it was just like a football locker room, like the officers pumping each other up, trying to like piss each other off and get each other riled up just to fucking harass us the whole time. Yeah. And then, uh, like more charges of assaulting an officer or something. Oh yeah. You know, and then they had, my charge was allegedly throwing rocks at cops, which you can look through any footage anywhere yeah. and see that I didn't touch a fucking rock. Yeah. Um, and it was totally fucking made up, you know? And I got, I got cleared of it, but I had, I still had to do community service. Yeah. Um, but other kids got felonies because there was like fireworks thrown and stuff and oh, okay. people got shit pinned on them because they had somebody in custody, you yeah. know? Like I saw it all happen. Yeah. And even down to just like, I was about to go into the court to defend myself um, when they transferred us to the courtroom. And I had, at that time, long hair with a couple of dreads, and I tied my hair back with my dreads. The officer got in my fucking face, and he's screaming at me, take that shit out of your hair, thinking I had a fucking hair tie. Ouch. And I was like, I don't have anything in my hair. Like, I, I have... I have it's nothing. My it's yeah. my dreads. <laughs> and he made me like comb through my hair in front of him. So it just made me look like, I mean, after combing through my hair, I looked like fucking shit uh-huh. going into the courtroom to defend myself Yeah, <laughs> on charges that weren't even anything that I did. Wow. And yeah, so basically, fuck the cops, fuck the Providence cops. I hope that the, even the next day, I, dude, oh man, I could go on for another hour about fucking, they stole my phone and my wallet. Wow. Wouldn't give it back to me. Um, I think it had something to do with the footage. Yeah, I'm sure they probably would have known. Um, and then some mystery stranger showed up on my porch that looked like a cop a couple days later after I got out of jail trying to sell me my phone and wallet back. What? At like 10 o'clock at night. Dude, I, I could do a whole separate interview <laughs> about this shit. Oh, wow. man. But yeah, fuck the cops. That's all I have to say. <laughs> if there's anything that you could take away from this interview, it's a cab. <laughs> yeah, jeez. We'll have one more question for you. Go for <laughs> it. And, uh... Is it about my time at the police academy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was uh, mostly doing just uh, a voice acting. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> a little Michael Winslow yeah, joke there. Exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Deep cut. You know. yeah. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite event in Rhode Island? Um, I mean, there's been... Uh, there's just been so many cool things and so many things that seemed cool that turned out to not be cool and stuff. So I'm not, I'm going to tread lightly on this one <laughs> and, uh, I'll go with Foo Fest. Like I miss Foo Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, of course COVID mm-hmm. has been a thing for the last couple of years. And I know that they also like have different ownership and different management and all that kind of stuff. But I hope that like, the old school full uh, foo fest gets brought back. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the the diversity of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can find any different kind of genre 
happening at Foo Fest. Um, all different art forms, and it's really just like what what AS220 has done as a whole yeah. for the last thirty yeah thirty five years. Yeah, no, it's been has been uh, really incredible and inspiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'd say probably that. Cool. Also, um, Kronk is great. Yep. Um, there was the one that ended under the bridge by Hot Club a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was just like really inspiring. Um, the community effort there, the sound under the bridge was just like surreal. Yeah. Um, I almost got hit by a tire that just like flew off of a truck that decided to drive through the crowd <laughs> at one point. Um, I don't know how it happened. And wow. he just drove off and the fucking tire flew off and rolled into onto the sidewalk. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Pronk is excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah, Pronk and Foo Fest, I'd say, are my two top. Perfect. Thanks so much, Matt. This has been uh, it's been cool to get to talk to you about this stuff. And of course, thank you so much for again reaching out to me. And I've been a fan for a little bit now, so really cool to uh, be hanging with you in this context. Definitely. Stop!